Hello, everybody. Hello. To a fairly queer TV show. Oh, come on, Sam. Are you feeling real sassy today? Have you had coffee? Have you I have had, had some extra coffee. stuff? Hey, everybody in the audience, did I sound better? I have is a this real... An, is this an audience? People are listening. Does an audience Whatever. have to be live? No, of course not. We have an audience can listen. Okay. Um, also, like, an audience, like, if you, you have an audience there. viewing a piece of, like, a painting, this is an audience. Yeah. But I sound much better, I'm assuming, because I actually have a real life in in the wires and metal and plastic microphone. I was going to say flesh and blood, but that wouldn't make any sense. So I'm very happy. But Sam is adulting, and he has a higher quality microphone now. So good for you, Sam. I'm proud of you for putting in that, uh, putting in that time for for your new microphone. It is a very nice microphone. It's big and round. Um, so what have you been up to? Oh, well, I've been continuing to read and finish um, uh, the Brene Brown book and the Dr. Mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza book, uh, Becoming Supernatural, which is about um, getting your pineal gland working and doing the right kinds of meditations and work to make your body uh, produce the right kinds of neuropeptides and various other um hormones that actually help reprogram your body and your mind to more positive outlooks and to get the things you want to get done that sounds fabulous and amazing and wonderful yeah yeah what have you been up to sam um i have been doing some leather work and i've been listening to that one song by doja cat over and over and over again all night long oh yeah just that that one song Obsess- you know the song. Uh, Pisces aren't obsessive. No, I don't, Sam. There, there's lots of things that do not interest me that are of the And then there was like um, a, uh, what is it called? TikTok challenge where you do this little dance and I learned the little dance. And yeah, I'm really into that one song by Doja Cat right now. So that's nice. Um, that's cute. That sounds very cute. Yeah, which was good because the um, Super Tuesday did not go as I wanted it. So I needed something to take my mind off of um, that situation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've, uh, I'm doing this online manifestation course. So it's going to be a really interesting uh, scenario because um, along with spirituality, manifestation and mm-hmm. a lot of these kind of Tony Robbins... Uh, what the bleep law of attraction things are controversial to people, mm-hmm. but because uh, I need the money right now and I also need a better attitude and perspective, uh, I'm just deciding to dive in and maybe uh, the podcast family will come along for the ride with me and I will describe in uh, n- not... Uh, well, I'll just try to describe my journey for whatever section of future podcasts there are, because it's really important, you know. People want work, and people need money to do things, and people want to feel good about their relationships and their health. So we'll see how it goes, Sam. Money is important. Yeah, it's not everything, but it. it I do find that I don't always have a um, a kind 
a kind thoughts and kind feelings about it. So I think that's one of the beginning things I'm going to start to do is just like money's here. I've listened to shamans and like, you know, you YouTube psychics talk about money being an old curse from a patriarchal civilization. And I'm like, well, I also heard a psychic witch woman say that any blessing can become a curse and any curse can become a blessing. So that blew my mind. And so any I'm like, is a goal. Right. And I mean, if you're in non-duality, then your, your desires and your uh, mission on Earth as a entity of consciousness can be extremely varied and extremely diverse. So I don't know, Sam. I mean, we did politics and I had uh, some people uh, talk to me, give me some direct messages afterwards, which I appreciate. So we seem to be I going right in for the controversy. What did they say without putting them on blast? No, it's not a blast. It was just a good conversation. That's this nice. person is a local um, uh, anchor person in, really? uh, in North Central Pennsylvania. And so we had a conversation because they work in media and some of the, my tone was that I don't really trust mainstream media and that tone is true. I think you, we need to look at uh, follow the money trail. That's yeah, what I say. Absolutely. Um, so, um, I feel good for March. I'm doing some important, um, retreating away, um, and I will hopefully have some excellent reports about the results of those retreats because I really do want to work on um, becoming successful in a way that feels true and right for me. And so I can help other people do that in whichever uh, ways they feel right. So, yeah. And Sam, um, how is the ending of winter in Kentucky? Oh my God, the weather, the weather, the weather is so nice today. It's still a little chilly, but I'm wearing a crop top. So if that says anything oh, about shoes. it, oh, highly it's recommend. So it's like very therapeutic. So if like you get fired from a job and they have like uniforms, like yeah. they don't ask for them back. So just make all of your t-shirts into crop tops. That's what I did. So it's just, you know, a little petty thing, but I enjoy it. So, oh, yeah, Sam, Sam, Petty, I, I, uh, Sam, we could talk about that if you want. It is our podcast. We could do what we want. Well, so speaking of that, we can jump right into. I'm gonna spring this on you because you you're don't gonna know spring what we're something about. on me. I know, Sam. We didn't talk about it, so I was also but gonna I already, spring something well, on I'm you. I'm gonna spring something on you first. <laughs> okay. Um, which is radical honesty. <gasps> oh, which we've talked about gosh. many times on this podcast, but we haven't had a dedicated episode on it. So yeah. at least this first half, we'll see how it goes. This is what I want to talk about because I was talking to one of my friends. Shout out to Angie, on uh, maybe I should bleep that name. Oh, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah. She probably doesn't care, but I was talking to her at the coffee shop, and she was talking about a friend of hers who she was like. Um, struggling to tell. Actually, I'm sure that it's fine because I'm sure, like, whoever her friend is <laughs> does not listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they could give it a try. Could I mean, imagine? there's wonderful people all over the world listening to our fine, excellent, elevating yeah. podcast. So but listen. Any, so Get a friend I'm, to listen. 
I'm not going to like air her information because it's not like my place. But what I will say is that she's right. having trouble talking to a friend about something about them and the way that they act in polite society oh, that is bothering uh, her. And it's making well, it, it hard. It's making it hard for her to um, to hang out with them. And mm -hmm. she was like, well, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? I don't want to hurt his feelings. And my response wow. to this, and you can give your two cents on radical honesty and this situation in particular on what you think the right direction is. What I said is you need to, if you, so you have a problem with someone and they're part of your social circle or you want them in your life, but there's something that they're doing that is making you uncomfortable or something that you need to tell them because it's going to cause ripples in your relationship. You need to tell them and you need to tell them immediately. You don't have to be confrontational about it. I hate yeah. the term like brutal honesty because like honesty doesn't have to be brutal. It just has to right. be brutal. It doesn't have to have an intention to harm or hurt or create a power dynamic. That's not honesty. That's manipulation. And there's lots of ways we consciously and subconsciously manipulate one another. And when someone calls someone out, more often than not, there's an element of manipulation that's being mm -hmm. called out. It's like, I see you, girl. I hear you, friend, maybe not even friend, person, that um, you're trying it. So you're yes. getting called out. So but what, honesty is just like, oh, I want to tell you this and I'm scared of how it will g go once I air it out. And if the person can't handle it, then, you know, there is some there. It could be a backlash uh, yeah. to the relationship. But my position has always been you need to give the other person the opportunity to make their own informed decision on how to proceed yeah. with the relationship once they have all of the information. If you're withholding information from them, then you do your relationship a disservice and it's not fair to them. So that's what I told her. I was like, yeah. you know what, you need to tell, you don't have to be mean about it, but you need to tell them right away about how you're feeling so that they can make their informed decision of like if they want to say okay like i can stop doing this that and the other thing that's bothering you or if they want to say hey fuck you we're not going to be friends anymore then then it's at least their decision so yeah. anyway that's what is your power position on radical honesty have you ever had a difficult time telling someone something that they that you needed them to hear because you were afraid that it would harm your relationship oh like, like that time like, like that time song, that you were truth and the light. i was so gassy Oh, actually, yeah. yeah, let's talk about truth in the light, if you don't mind, and how that relates to radical honesty. Yeah, well, uh, four years ago, I was living with a friend, and I wasn't paying rent, but I was depressed and, like, just kind of shuffling around doing odd jobs, and the point was I didn't want to live in L.A. anymore, but I didn't know how to, like, move along. So this friend sat me down, and, and it's like, oh, things don't seem to be going very well, and... You aren't meant to only uh, have one role and one job. So I think you should go. Uh, and it's not nice. It doesn't always feel good being kind of like, I know and I don't want to be here, but making something personal or about rejection uh, is a choice when someone, t when a friend tells you you got to leave, you got to fly the coop and do something. So I wrote that song while um, I was dealing with these things and I and I got to record it a year 
a year later in 2017. And then this friend heard the song, loved it, realized that it was what I was going through. And now there's a music video about us. And that friend is... Justin. Justin. In case <laughs> right. anyone I've was wondering. I mean, in over, <laughs> in over 16 years, like I've had to write him long emails saying that I don't feel right or I'm having trouble communicating or why is everyone not talking about things and I feel there's elephants in the room and, um, you know, there's keeping the peace. But sometimes the problem is not confrontation but non-confrontation and avoidance in which radical honesty does uh, and can uh, uh, shift the landscape and the reality of friendships. So that's truth and the light. I literally sent Justin a new mm -hmm. moon email being like, hey, listen, I haven't been like coming forward about feeling depressed and anxious after a year and a half of touring. I don't have a job. I don't have a regular job right now. That makes me feel like shit. And I realize there's a lot of entanglements in my mind about my self-worth and about like who I even am outside of like the bunch of followers that follows me so they can kind of follow you and and authenticity and vulnerability and these things that are really important to me but are hard to find. And I feel like there's an especially um, uh, a special vacuum of it in L.A., and uh, things haven't always been going well, and then I haven't been as honest because, you know, oftentimes I worry about you, but you don't say anything. And so we had a come-to-Jesus moment, um, and it's his birthday this weekend, so Happy we're all going to have an opportunity. Pisces season! Pew, pew, pew! So we're going to spend quality time, a small group of us, um, and I just hope that there will be more conversations. Wait, what day I really... is the birthday? What Justin's birthday is on Friday. This Friday. Yeah. Oh darn it! Because I would have sent. I would. It would have been fun if I sent him that thing. Um, for his oh. birthday, but I don't think it, it'll, it'll. It'll. It won't make it in time. But you know so what? Some people celebrate gift. birthday week, right? Some people celebrate birthday. I like celebrating birthday week. Some people are are so vainglorious that they celebrate birthday month. I don't know that this is the year that I'm going to do that, but it kind of could be fun. Maybe. Um, but radical honesty is a magical healing possibility in relationships and also like journaling for yourself. I say have a shadow journal. Have radical honesty with yourself. I'm working on why I feel weirdly about money because I know it's fucked up and it's a, a, it, there's power in the world that that is abused through the use of exchange and currency and economic bullying and terrible things that happen. But some rich people are wonderful and some rich people are making the world a terrific place. I wish it was more in the mainstream media that we knew about these people and that we could trust, you know, that there are people with money and power doing wonderful things in the world. So, I think radical honesty is a huge part of it. Radical honesty is especially hard in those like Thanksgiving dinner with your family conversations that oh, yeah. involve what uh, politics, religion, sexuality. Those things. I just love those topics, right? Or spirituality, for that matter. That just things that will just make people's brains crack open or have a huge existential 
breakdown because like people's reality matrices are unique and different. Like, how do we agree? We got to start by being honest. So I, I really appreciate you bringing up radical honesty, Sam. It's important because, and you say uh, radical honesty, being uh, radically honest with yourself. It's equally important because we don't just have a relationship with other people or our environment. We also have a relationship with ourselves. So, and also, so going back to, okay, I feel like there's often a situation where people will say, well, I give you advice people certainly say this to me, I give you advice and you just do whatever you want anyway. And I think that's sort of par for the course for most people, because until you sort of have your come to Jesus moment where it's like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. Then you're not going to change your, the way you interact with someone or your environment or uh, change your path um, until it becomes real. So people can say things. And I, like we were talking about radical honesty, it's important for people to say things so that they don't become codependents of bad behavior or someone's lethargy or really anything. But being radically honest is just as important for oneself so that they can really uh, wrap their head around the things that they might need to change. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, it's an ongoing process Come to Jesus moment may Why does it have happen. to be Jesus? Can it uh, come, be someone else? Come to Buddha, come to the universal source, whichever is like, come to Oprah. I want to come, period. <laughs> well, Sam, I, I mean, it is still kind of your birthday season, so I'm sure we can make some plans to somehow make that happen. You no, can make that happen for late. yourself, I'm 29 Sam. now, so I'm a hideous monster. Um, I would say more monster than hideous, but, um, I see the, the hard thing is like, it depends on the subject, right? Like radical honesty with yourself and then at whatever point in life you are, like, I think, you know, people who were born after 1990, perhaps, or Mm -hmm. even fully, fully uh, not born until the turn of the millennium, like you go through adolescence and that you have some true radical, honest moments. And if you're lucky, you have people around you who will be courageous and vulnerable enough, parents, grandparents, family, friends who like, you know, and you really trust. Radical honesty and trust are so deeply linked. And I think of those times where like, I've had really, uh, I've had to have the sit downs or I've had to have the discussions and these things are, turn, are either breakups or I'm in love with yous and respecting those things we gotta no matter what up. layer. Bye-bye. Oh, God. Thank you for bringing levity. Get a better. Tell you why. I don't know the lyrics, sorry. Well, you better not say that in front of Davina Del Campo. She will kick your ass. We'll be we'll be right back after these short messages from our not sponsors. Yes. We We were the epitome of truthfulness, honesty. When did it die? 
started holding back its eye Egos built at our pride I did not speak also I felt so weak and Great! We Yay! Sam, so, um, you sprang radical honesty on me. Is there anything you'd like to tell me um, in the category in the category, category is all known as radical honesty um what what do you need to tell me right now sam if you have waited or not waited or feel is important let's have one statement of radical honesty okay are you ready i'm ready sam i have you have what i have you no i don't have um, oh my God, Sam! Some people do. We have to edit that. No, out. there's nothing. There's no such thing as. So it's serious topic, but also it's important to make sure that you have a certain amount of humor and levity about everything. Otherwise, you'll drive yourself crazy. So yes, that's my so thing. I'm glad you have that, Sam. Having dark humor is important to get you through dark circumstances. Yes. And you need to be honest enough with yourself to be like, you know what? I'm going to make an off-color joke. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, Sam, I was, um, I was considering two topics. And I love that we can choose these things on the fly. Because one was I was considering... Uh, of course, the poll from Patreon and spirituality was basically right up there, along with um, music and uh, things of the performing arts and things that I especially have experience in. Um, but the other one that I was thinking of was uh, I was getting kind of cranky with my housemate oh. last night about... Um, like the concerns that maybe people uh, who consider themselves fully adults and those who who don't that that there are some concerns about like generation gaps because of how quickly things move along, and because you and I are ten years apart, we could kind of play this experimental uh, game where in a in a version of a radical honesty like uh kind of stream of consciousness we can pick like maybe three topics and just talk about what our perspective is right like what i see what i observe and kind of hopefully model or enjoy the the back and forth for being 10 years apart so what we're well, also my um, my housemate uh, is definitely politically active. She was a poli sci major at Hunter um, some time ago, and she um, she found that your um, centrist remark um, that you had on your stories was um, uh, quantitatively inaccurate. Which one? Um, about all the centrists. Because I think she respects you being a Democrat. But when I put that up, she's like, well, you know, they actually want the popular vote. 
They just didn't win the electoral vote. So uh, the Democrats, the Democrats won the popular vote. The centrist Democrats did win popular votes. Um, but she is a very um, adamant uh, political activist. So um, there's that fact check as well. So fact checking, radical honesty. Wow, we're ma- we're making some deep dives down to the into the uh well actually if we are talking about fact checking although i mean i agree that yes hillary i'm actually not sure about the other candidates i'd have to check into that hillary did win the popular vote my point was that it seems like candidates that don't stray away from having more progressive politics may have a better opportunity of winning because they have uh, the ability to galvanize a base Mm -hmm. and if we're getting into it that is my fear with biden because i he doesn't excite me at all and i haven't heard a single person even people that have voted for him that are particularly excited about biden he's sort of just like and it's actually kind of disappointing because, like, we have this, we have a gay guy, we have, we had a gay guy, we had a woman, we had two um, women, a very two women, we had a very progressive, a very progressive person, and not to say that Bernie's out of the race yet, he certainly yeah. isn't. There's still a, a chance, but it's like, oh yeah, like we have all these great candidates. Why don't we choose the old senile white guy as the candidate? It's like, come on! I think people just chickened out at the last minute. That's what I think. Um, that oh being my. said, if he gets the nomination, I will vote for him. If a cactus gets a no- the nomination, I will vote for a cactus. If you get the nomination, Jeremy, I will vote for you. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, what would I. Uh, are you, uh, you have to ask me the right question to get the right answer, Sam, because, like, I mean, that's a, that, it would be on record what I would do if I were president. I just would prefer, like, an, a candidate that, like, gets people excited rather than like someone it's like but begrudgingly going to the polls and being like okay fine i'll guess i'll vote for you because i don't want to vote for trump yeah and that was what happened for barack obama but until we stopped treating until the the people were all uh squeamishly beating around the bush to these these uh imaginary and or uh uh, statistical middle of the curve people who are kind of afraid of change. And if we're going to be radically honest, um, they may not be very well informed that they're looking for regular, regular, regular. And what we don't need anymore is, is regular. We, we do not need a false evolutionary form of uh, incremental uh, systemic institutional change. Because the way that big the big uh, nation states like America goes can go very wrong. Like Rome thought it was going to be a better uh, democracy than Greece is, but they were highly imperialist. They were highly conquest oriented, um, and they had a slavery culture. So they went into full blown empire. So we can get into a whole thing about. Uh, uh, American imperialism, which is a fact and which is real and which yeah. we all take part Absolutely. in. Um, but we can start to dismantle those things 
by um, saying that the change needs to be radical and the change needs to happen now. Radical does not mean crazy. Martyrs and zealots are crazy. I will put that on the record. And as both a, a queer witch and as someone who um, engages in the queer and other minority communities, rad there is nothing wrong with the radical. That is a term used by cowards, cowards of any stripe and or people who just want to fuck it up for other people. Radical just means to the root. Like radical means weeding things out by the root. And we're talking about radical honesty, right? So honesty that is at the root of something. If you don't know the root of it, and if, you know, if you watch, say, like, I just want to make an example. If you're watching, if you're only watching films and television for the looks, you're superficial. Um, if you don't find, if you don't find nourishing things in, in media or in literature or in movies, then what are you living for? I mean, some people are just that way, but I, this is very opinionated of me. And I'm just saying as an adult, um, we have to be very careful about what we put our money into and what we put our attention into. So put your attention into radical things, you know? Put your attention into reform and loving your neighbor and putting your hand in to volunteer. These are things I love to do and I so, would love to do. What one more I'm this might be difficult to do, but I'm gonna give yeah. you the challenge. One sentence define radical. At the root. That's what it is in the dictionary. At the At root. The root. Yeah. Radical has to do with the root. Yeah, ah. but there's like fundamental, which could be like fundamentalism, a form of literalism, right? A form of like, this is the Bible. I listen to my preacher. He is a version of God or my priest is a version of God. I do not think for myself, sheeple, zombie person, right? And so like like the, the folks that we know oh, that are me. radical fairies... Um, radical means the root, a root and a, a fairy is a magical creature of any, any or no gender or any or no sexuality. And the historical thing about radical fairies is that they were countercultural. They were not in the bell curve. They linked queerness and eco, uh, ecological, uh, reform and, uh, ecological activism. Uh, they're like hippie queers. You know, so am I a hippie queer? Fuck yes. Am I a proud hippie queer? Yes. Yes, ma'am. And um, I, I want my life to reflect those uh, values of loving the earth, loving people of all stripes and genders, and um, loving being in community with some of the hard work it entails. That's one of the hardest things for me. But, you know, let's all grow up. Let's deal with the things that need dealt with. So why don't we just... Leave it there for now. Yes. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes, yes. So what do you want to do? You want to do spirituality or should we make, or should we liaison into, um, you're 29, I'm 38, a couple of things that, what's our perspective at our point in life? Oh, geez. That's a big question. I would like to save spirituality for its own 
episode, though, if that's okay. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, so Patreon folks and everyone else who is pulled in, let's do a spirituality one soon in the next two weeks so that we can celebrate spring and spirituality. Also, I'm getting Howard on um, once I get back to the East Coast so we can do a a Zodiac episode finally in Astrologer. Let's do astrology. We are going to Real do astrology. How, how to use how to use or um, integrate astrology into one's life. I love that, Sam. Okay. okay so Sam. what is my perspective on twenty? Because we were talking. Yeah, because like you're talking about music and like media, a lot of stuff that I just don't watch. That is, I call it like, oh, it's not on my radar. I'm not sure. I care at towards the end of my 30s about something new happening all the time you know like i get real cranky it's like oh it's new do you just do you just do new things you're obsessed with novelty you know how capitalistic that is you know like i get real crunchy well cranky sometimes that i don't want to be but i also like like what is this another distraction especially as a witch like things are out there some things are out there just to be a distraction. Some things are really good, but also they act as a distraction for us. So you see, I'm like full adulting here, and I'm trying to balance that out with some like things that are that are worthwhile, and try not to like beat the youth down with my with my angry adult. What the hell is going on, stick? You know? Right. Okay. So you asked me a question. Twenty nine. Yes. Where am I at? Twenty nine. I am not sure if I'm in a unique position yeah. as a 29-year-old. Like, the truth is that my mom has cancer. My dad is dead. You know, it's uh, the chapter in my life that was my 20s is yeah. coming to, like, a screeching halt. There's no question about that. I'm not or saying just that like, that's, uh, yeah. like there's, there's the lighthearted or the ignorance of being Precisely. young. And now you're having to you're having rites of passage. Like we will all have to deal with relatives and those we love dying. It's part of being um, a living material thing. It's part of being an animal. It's part of like an Earth lifetime. Right. So that sucks. Death is, you know, death is death is big, and our relationship with death, death as Westerners is not always um, a completely uh, well-rounded one. But or healthy. That, yeah. Yeah. But with that being said, it's like there whether it's at your in your late 20s or even in like your early 20s teens like whatever time you have that kind of moment of um like that sort of saturn returns which is typically if you're talking about an astro- an astrology 27 28 yeah. 29 so right it's seven times that's what i call it like yeah. the seven year cycles can be very important because um physiologically we um we're completely renewed at a cellular level. So say you don't like yourself at 14 or 21 or 28 or 42 or what, uh, uh, 54, whatever the seven is. Um, You have the opportunity to say, well, I'm going to take the next seven years to be in a totally different place from my mind and for my body. And that's a great, it's a great really, uh, digestible goal that you have if you want to be in a different life some people want it in six months some people want it in a year 
Um, if you give yourself seven years and say, I don't want to be, a, say, in a small town or with these people I don't love and trust or these people who treat me badly or I'm, I'm in a big city and it's overwhelming me and I want to be back in nature and I want to have a small business in a small town, like, let's try the seven-year plan. If ever, anyone wants to try it, we can do accountability stuff together. I'm totally down for that. But Sam, I mean, I want to also like radical honesty and be like, I have a sister who passed away from opiate yeah. overdose. So you want, like, and a dad who that died of also of. A, of a weird prescription slash heart mm -hmm. thing, like pff, 2006. So that's 14 years ago. I lost a dad. I lost a sister. She didn't even make 30. Death is a rite of passage. It's a spiritual, psychological rite of passage and depending on your belief system you can't it can be very powerfully um empowering for people around whom the death has happened right but it also it's sad sadness and anger and grief and what the fuck and lots and lots of whys um but a death a loss a catastrophe you know we're dealing with catastrophes all around the world at the at the moment of this uh, podcast, we're dealing with people who are getting sick. So, like, this is the material world. Can we be grown up enough? Can we be wise enough to, like, you know, have a good, healthy relationship with these big issues? Yes. Um, so there is a quote by, oh, God, I can never remember her name, but I should because I'm such a big fan. Who plays Princess Leia? Oh, yes. Isn't this funny? I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 While you're I'll talking, I'm going to look it up. Um, yes. uh, stretch, stretch. We're doing that vaudeville thing. I just want to like guess it. Not Kathy. I don't know. I have Tracy Lords. I saw her at the Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. I think the quote is, if my life wasn't funny it would just be true and that would be unacceptable mm -hmm. and i used to and i really i mean it's such a cliche but i think that it's so important especially as you get older to be able to find humor and misfortune or else you will you'll go crazy and right. melancholy and depression that's and really fatalism. like it's so interesting because i remember when i was like probably like 17 or 18 i was really very afraid of death it was probably my number one fear death and getting old and although i don't particularly like getting old because i like looking a certain way the death is like i'm like i'm so hardened at this point i'm just like come at me like try me oh my god i'm not but saying see, like anything. but see sam yeah i know but you yes. know what i mean it's just like sure. i don't know i'm not like, afraid of death things, anymore these are just things that you can't control and they will happen and they also there's the potentiality for you and for other people that they'll happen when you do not expect them to mm -hmm. so i just like to have a certain level of humor yes about the whole situation because life is pretty fucking absurd at all at all points in time yeah i guess my my turnaround of of that at least a more positive spin is life 
like the the miracle of life is that it's mystical and unpredictable right it's it's life is an adventure and the thing is the adventure can get really scary sometimes but i agree like existential humor is one of my favorites Mm -hmm. um if anyone out there is feeling afraid of death like more and more more and more the research is saying that like consciousness is a fundamental energy matrix in the universe like this is science it's it's subatomic <laughs> physics that like we're we're getting to the point where consciousness may be a sub subatomic fundamental uh, uh energy so not fearing death is a great thing to work through uh i, I don't fear it anymore end. I do. Yeah. I think it's important to not fear death. I don't think yeah. it's necessarily a good idea to embrace it, <laughs> but well, I it's mean, important to like... not have that looming over your head because if you're about... stuck in this cycle of like, oh my God, I'm going to die, then you're probably less likely to concentrate well, on the fact well, that you're the actually truth alive. Is, as right Coco now. Peru says, we're all, you're, you're all going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> like, you know, like take a big fucking deep breath. <sighs> And right, yeah. So like, if you're if you're scared to death, look at the research on like near death experiences and out of body experiences. That's real shit. That's real shit. You know, like it's the find... ultimate. It's the ultimate radical honesty. We're yeah. all going to die. <laughs> We're all going to die. And you know what? I you know like if you want to if you if you're worried about suffering alleviate suffering for other people there's some basic buddhist stuff right there if you're if you're concerned about um about the way you die maybe make healthier decisions in your diet or in your substance use we just talked about substances a couple of weeks ago so like there are things to do but okay I love Handel it was Handel's birthday Handel the composer the baroque composer he has a cantata which is called like uh, the the lesson of like time. I'm not I'm not going to get it right, but if anyone's really actually interested, it's like it's like uh, time, beauty, and uh, revelation. So this uh, Catholic uh, cardinal wrote the the story, and it's about how beauty has to deal with time and has to deal with the unveiling of certain kinds of truths, right? So like 300 years ago, there's, there's, you know, castrated soprano, male sopranos, formerly kind of male sopranos and altos singing these florid songs about what happens when beauty fades? What happens when I get these big heavy truths? Can I take it or will I be, or will I go into like a full-blown existential meltdown? Well... How do we not get into an existential meltdown, Sam? What What do you do to keep yourself from I existential meltdown? I don't. I meltdown? just have an existential. I just have them. I have them all of the time, <laughs> and I think that's important. Well, I really see. So how, I have existential. Like I have existential meltdowns, like at least twice a day. On the daily. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and. <laughs> Some, it's, it can be like very exhausting having yeah, all of these I usually have them in the middle of the night when I can't get to sleep 
But I think they're important. I think it's important yeah. because existential meltdowns are a part of confronting things that are hard to confront. You know, we're wired as human beings to shut off uh, when we are faced with things that, like, we just don't want to think about, like, like death or, like, you know, the 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 the, the, the vastness of the universe. So, yes. yeah, I mean, existential meltdowns, highly recommend having them. They're not fun, but it's sort of like taking acid. You do it. It's not necessarily fun, but you'll come out feeling some kind of way. Um, but we actually had something that we were originally talking about. And with the time we have left, I would like to pitch yes. the question that you pitched to me to you, which is you're 30. You're 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 102. No, uh, <laughs> fuck off, Sam. You're 39. I look gorgeous for 102. You do. I'm 38. I will be 39 in June. Um, so yes, please put that question by me, Sam. Um, how uh, is that going for you? <laughs> Why are you laughing, Sam? We both have the same amount of wrinkles around our eyes. I know. I don't look at my wrinkles. Nine years apart. But I like I like when boys have that like kind of lip underneath their eyes. It's like really yeah. cute. It's very well. Sexy here's the thing: me. is that I've always had. Um, I call them my uh, my. If anyone likes anime, I call them my Itachi Uchiha lines because I've <laughs> I've always I've always had these lines underneath my eyes right yeah. here and right but, here. But that's like, kind since of since I was like twelve years old. So yeah, that's considered like a sort of like pleasing aesthetic masculine trait traditionally well, i'm just so masculine. it's like if you go like andro andro androgynous women or like female bodied folks um what have you like it's considered an androgynous quality in a in a in a along the female end of the spectrum and then in a male spectrum it's considered very pleasing it's not easy for drag. A lot of times, like, drag queens will just, like, really kind of make it go away. Because, the, the, cause, like, what I actually have is I don't really have a lip, lip under my eye until I squint. So that's, like, considered more feminine. But that's a whole other crazy uh, bingo, bingo ball thing. What is that? What are you, a crank? That's a bingo... That's a bingo number crank. I'm. We don't I, have to. Get I do into want to it. butt in though and say a yeah. little funny thing before you continue. Thirty thirty eight, uh, which yes. is thirty eight. So Sam, I've been watching some like previews for the remake of Final Fantasy VII and watching some animes recently and stuff, and. I've just been like, oh, like, you know, I wish I looked like that. I wish I looked like this perfect character. And I was talking to my friend Briar about it. And she's like, well, you kind of do. <laughs> like, you're like this skinny person with this giant head and spiky hair. So, like, as far as looking like an anime character, you're as close as you probably can get. So I was like, yeah, that's probably true. So that made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about anime. I I used to think it was just for, like, Anti-social nerds and people who spend too many time, too much Ooh, time on that's computers. That's actually talking about like anime, not necessarily anime, but like I definitely want to have a, an episode in the future about um, like queer, like queer representation, like video games. So let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in. Um, Animated anyway. uh, uh, queerness and the in the uh yeah, digital world Final Fantasy 7 which came out in the 90s there's like a there's a cross-dressing scene it's great so anyway beginning back to 38 you're 38 yeah. um I find that I I 
love and am very concerned of what, about some of the opinions and the uh, the ways that people go about their life, especially under 27 and like over 45. Because the thing about adulting is there's mental as well as physical calcification that goes on to make that uh, easy to understand. It's like our beliefs and our bones and our muscles and our habits can all start to get harder to break. So if they're good ones and they become part of our identity, then I really get happy about that. Like being generally a positive person, someone who cares about other people, someone who like sees someone slip and fall on the street, I'm gonna help them. Like I'm kind of built that way. But also like the patience can get less and less. And I look at elders, I look at people who are like, you know, over 60, especially. And we got to be careful about, again, what we feed ourselves. So I'm trying to be much more careful about that. I think I've always had sensitivities, especially to like violence or like, I don't want to be overly subliminally influenced through like technology or media. So I do have a big stripe of like skepticism about technology. I'm kind of a Luddite. I only use the technology that I think I need. I don't distract myself with it. I'm really worried um, about technology, like turning people into zombies. <laughs> so late. 38, but that's what I mean. It's like, also, like, I'm kind of, honestly, I'm kind of done with cities right now. Like, because I've traveled for years all over the world, I'm like, everything's starting to look the same. And, like, now there's all these, like, kind of, you know, people in the city who really belong in the suburbs, but because it's cool to live in the city and they're just trendy and they don't think for themselves, the cities are now loaded up with, like, sheephole. And they, but they're sheeples with money. So now, like, gentrification is getting uglier and uglier. But I need to end this on a positive point that, like, now I'm finding a balance with like, oh, no, thank you. That's not for me. But I'm glad you like it. And also like, oh, I'd be willing to like investigate anime or certain tech technological uh, uh, trends that are part of the younger generation. Now I'm going to have um, a lens that separates me from getting too attached to it because those things creep me out. But I'm not going to just off off the bat say no to things. Um, I think I've gotten sexier over the years, so I'm going to allow myself to feel sexy and sexier over the years. How, how um, dare you say that I have bags under my eyes or wrinkles? What this do you podcast mean, is canceled. When? I think they're sexy, Sam. I like, you? I think canceled. like growing this into things. Episode yeah, you over. look great in the light, everyone. Everyone, Sam looks really good on our No, well, because uh, when we video. started the podcast out, there was like a lot of light coming through this window, and I'm wearing a ton of sunscreen. So the sunscreen just bounces that fucking shit right out. You know, you yeah, put it on. Looks like you've got of sun, you've got some, it looks like you you've got, got the highlighter looking, on, Sam. Frankly. No, it's just yeah. a lot of sunscreen. That's the yeah. key. To living forever you want to talk about not dying or your skin not dying i have to make sure my skin's yeah. gonna outlive all of my organs it's gonna be you know oh pew 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 anyway um yeah 
So that's like being an adult, being a queer adult, being someone born in 1981 who's like, oh, computers, this is cool. Oh, shit, I just got out of grad school and all of this, all of these other things were happening to people who aren't in the bubble of uh, university idealistic life in the late 2000s and early 2010s. And I'm like, what is this world? What is this world? It actually makes so much sense, by the way, that you um, were uh, for uh, or you liked Warren the most because you are uh, an academic. I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like, I just put it all together. Like, yeah, a recovering uh, academic. Well, though. I don't think she. Was, I don't think she was well, she hard was to understand. Booked. I just think she she had more details besides for Biden, and then Biden is just. I you know Biden could be great if if he um actually gets shit done. If he gets shit done, and that please Senator be... Biden, um former Vice President Biden, please get shit done. We don't need we don't need asshole picking. I we don't need not this. To get the nomination. So if you could get that done, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and if someone could just make sure uh, Elizabeth Radical Warren comes vice, yeah, we need her as vice president. We need her in the Senate. She's a senator. Um, I want. So, I want. Um, um, maybe a girl to be vice president. Let's, and I name? just want, in my radical honesty, if you if you have problems with a woman uh, being president. You better deal with your fucking misogyny, because women women are built for multitasking. Women are built for stress better than males. I'm just putting this full fucking out there. I believe that the that the feminist future is now. I am a queer feminist, and I ask all of us who are femme and fe- the femme spectrum and proud of all of our divine femininity to step up and say the the future how about a fat femme asian vice president yes no a fucking president we need a just fucking kimchi we just (laughs) oh my god no no i don't think she can handle it fair sorry not sorry Uh, but no like i love i love those political writings like i want to dyke for president that's what I want. I want someone who's known some shit as a as a, a lesbian. Great deep she would get all of our under. infrastructure. All of our infrastructure yeah. would be fixed. And, and anyone fixed who says, and her, anyone, just go and out to and anyone who all. says lesbians ruin everything, listen, faggots, fuck off. I can't. I can't deal with like having misogyny on top of like oh me 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 me. We all need to get courageous, and we all need to support our sisters of all genders and all stripes because they've had they've had too much bullshit for thousands of years radical honesty you're getting it today folks yes before we sign off do we have any patreon yeah. things we need to do um i'm just going to shout out to florida florida Hello. florida is great um she she needs so many of those extras and I uh, try to schedule them with her, but because I can be an airy fairy, I'm putting a public apology out to Florida. 
um, Florida. Um, we're going to get your questions in next week. And I'm also going to make sure we do those uh, follow-ups for your tarot and or astrology, which are 55 55 a month level. Wonderful, fun things that you get from me as a trained archetypal witch and a trained um, tarot oracle. If anyone wants any of these things, just slide into my DMs. Sam, you're modeling really hard right now. Sorry, I'm scratching the back of my head. Oh, I'm too far away from the microphone. <laughs> oh, I was just scratching the back of my head. I can't help it if I'm a model. Cheekbones and jawline for years. You'll be fine, Sam. You're going to age great. Oh, I'll be fine because I'm going to get so much fucking Botox. It's going to be out of control. Like, just oh, you wait. Uh... It's going to be great. Yeah, and everyone, will you also tell me in the DMs um, what you recommend? What you recommend uh, for the first bits of tweaking? And I don't mean uh, I don't mean Tina Mom. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, if 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 a friend of mine was to take me to the med spa for my birthday, we'll a have year a conversation after this. You know, I used to be a skin therapist, right? Or I went to school for it. Oh, Sam, do you, do we want to have like a whole like mini docu series about you doing all sorts of facial things? Like I'll we'll have we'll have Justin buy buy the products and then you can just do them <laughs> on me and experiment and we'll start out really gentle. Well, there are certain we'll see things. how far we can get. Well, I'm not going to go on a tangent cuz the episode is basically over, but yes, there are thanks, things everyone. that you cannot purchase as a regular consumer sorry someone's right. running the sink in the background we're almost done um there's some things that you can't purchase as a consumer but you can purchase as a professional yes. um that have higher uh activity Sam, do you have that ability we'll see anyway <laughs> um thank you so much for listening thank you, everyone i know we've gone around the bend and down hey. through the garden trails and into the ravine and across the the stream but this is a fairly queer podcast, and we have the right to do that. We if do. If you feel a certain way, podcast, you talk to me. Not yours. No, it's actually your podcast. Yeah. Too. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't copyright it. So whatever, it's drag. Nothing in drag should be copyrightable because we're post-capitalist. I'm copyrighting. Wow. Drag. Yeah, if you're copywriting your drag, don't be a monster. And if you have any problems, come to me, not Sam. Sam is our hero. He edits. He is the mastermind behind making it look even more professional than it already it's is. It's actually getting easier as we get better. So there we go. Anyway, follow us yes. on all media. Yeah, bye-bye. Pew, pew, pew. Mew, mew, mew. The kittens give their uh, love. Rosie and Birdie are sleeping, and they send you lots of sweet feline dreams. Thank you, Sam. We'll see you next time. We will hear from you next time, and you'll hear from us on a Fairly Queer podcast. Goodbye.